Uh, hello. Welcome to Adventures Among Ideas. Uh, do you know yourself? If so, how? How do you know yourself? This um, topic is the discussed in a recent book chapter by um, Eric Philip Charles and Nicholas S. Thompson called, their chapter is called Abductive Inference, Self-Knowledge and the Myth of Introspection. Eric Charles, um, just so you know, is a psychologist and one of the younger generation of uh, the behavioristically inclined scholars who I admire. And uh, Nick, Tomp Nick Thompson is a professor emeritus of psychology and ethology, so an older uh, voice in this area, more established voice in this area, I would say. So Ch uh, Charles and Thompson's chapter is from a book called Abduction in Cognition and Action. This is um, edited, a, a volume edited by John Shook and Sami Pavala. I don't know if I'm pronouncing um, the last guy's name correctly, but um, he's also, uh, Sami Pavala is also one of the editors of the uh, CS Purse Dictionary Online, which I often use. So kind of cool. Anyway, Charles and Thompson are writing about self-knowledge as a kind of abduction. And this they bring in some other topics as well, but I'm going to focus on how knowledge about yourself or other people results from abduction. And this was a very valuable paper, uh, paper for me, I found, because I hadn't really thought carefully about abduction before, kind of embarrassingly. Uh, but it was a great opportunity to learn something new. And hopefully this, if you're not familiar with abduction, hopefully this is an opportunity for you to learn something new also. So... What the devil is abduction? Of course, we're not talking about um, some kind of kidnapping here. Abduction is used in different sense it, uh, senses. Um, abduction is here, we're talking about as in the family of terms, including induction and deduction. So abduction, induction, deduction. Abduction comes from Charles Sanders Peirce, who I just mentioned a second ago. Uh, Purse, of course, never meant to binary. He couldn't figure out how to finagle into a trinary or ternary or whatever it's called. So he added abduction. So like induction and deduction, abduction is a kind of inference. And what is an inference? Well, when my ESL students come across this word, I tell them generally that it means a guess. It's like a guess. It's a guess about uh, about what's not there using information that is there. Right? You're guessing what else is true based on what you know is true. Guessing what else might, um, what other facts might pertain given a certain uh, set of facts. So, yeah, it's a guess about what else might be true given what you already know. So abduction as a kind of inference is actually really important, even though many people I think are not familiar with that term. So when we try to understand the world, there are basically three kinds of things that we're dealing with. So we divide the world up into categories or classes of things and or events, actions, right? So plants and animals and machines, uh, books, Cups, pencils, pens, earthquakes, expressways, New Year's Eve parties, birthday parties, and so on. So we've got all these categories that we um, understand the world through. 
Uh, and then the objects in these categories have certain properties or attributes that we can pick out. For example, take the category of animals. Animals will have a certain number of cells, certain kinds of organs, certain ways of reproducing, etc., etc. And it's worth pointing out that properties are also um, categories. You might think of them as you know, subcategories of the uh, main category that you're focusing on at the moment. Uh, so um, categories, properties, and then there are also definitions or rules or generalizations about how properties are related to categories. For example, all animal animals breathe oxygen. Right. So we have the category um, of animals and the property of breathing oxygen. And then the generalization, all animals breathe oxygen. Or all New Year's Eve parties last until midnight or after midnight. To take another uh, example. And whether or not these particular generalizations are true or always true doesn't really matter for my point so far. I'm just trying to um, bring out the, the three important things here. The three things, categories, properties, which are subcategories potentially included in or excluded from uh, the main category that you're looking at, and generalizations, categories, properties, generalizations. And what does this have to do with inference? So what does this have to do with inference? Uh, remember, so we've got three forms of inference, deduction, induction, and abduction. So when we deduce, when you're deducing something, you're going from a generalization and a category to a property. And I'll illustrate um, this in a moment. But when you deduce, you're going from a generalization, like all animals breathe oxygen, and a category, like animals, to a property, like breathing oxygen. Uh, when you induce, you go from a property and a category to a generalization. So you're going from the the property of breathing oxygen and the category animals to the generalization all animals breathe oxygen so you're inducing a something more abstract and when you abduce you go from a property and a generalization to a category so abduce right you're going from the property of um, breathing oxygen the generalization that animals breathe oxygen to the category uh, of animals so basically, when you're trying to figure out what category something is, which is obviously, I think, a very important thing we do, or when you're reasoning from effect to cause, which basically is the same thing, uh, we're engaging in abduction. And it's worth noting that purse, C.S. purse, sometimes called abduction retroduction because it involved the kind of backward reasoning from effect to cause. And I should mention that Charles and Thompson in their chapter use different terms for what I've been calling categories, properties, and generalizations. They use uh, class membership. Their terms are class membership, individual property, and class property. Uh, and my terms, I think, if I'm interpreting them the way I think I'm interpreting them, uh, my terms have the same function as theirs, but I'm trying to use terms that are maybe a little bit more widely understood. And uh, yeah, so... Um, in a, so in abduction, you're making a guess about what a thing is or what caused something based on observed properties or effects, right? So you're making a guess about a thing, a category, um, or a cause based on properties you've observed or effects you've observed 
along with known rules about how things normally relate to each other, along with sort of generalizations about how things are supposed to work. So, for example, you may observe a group of people talking and dancing and drinking alcohol and so on late into the night on December 31st, and you know that New Year's Eve parties tend to feature these things. Therefore, you might abduce that you are observing a New Year's Eve party, even though, of course, it could also be other things. It could be, a, say, a birthday party that coincidentally happened to fall on December 31st. Um, to take another more classic example, you might start with the observation of a white bird and the generalization that all swans are white and then abduct that the bird is a swan, even though lots of other birds are potentially white. Um, but the abduction will get stronger if you bring in other properties, like if you observe that the bird also has a long neck or something. Um, and then induction, to, you know, to just go around the, the circle in the, for this case, induction would be if you notice that all swans you have seen are white, uh, you might make the inductive generalization uh, that all swans are white, even though you haven't seen all swans, right? But you're generalizing from cases that you have seen. In deduction, we start with the generalization that all swans are white, and therefore you can, uh, you can predict that any member of the category swan that you see will also have the property of whiteness. Um, but basically, when you hear people arguing about what something really is, such as whether Pluto is really a planet or not, to take a kind of random example, you're hearing an argument over abduction. And this is also, I think, to me, this also really clearly points out the social nature of abduction and the social nature of the categories that we use to understand the world with. All right, so we've got our three things that to understand the world. We've got our categories, we've got our properties, we've got our generalizations. So how does this help us understand how we know ourselves, right? That's the purpose of uh, this video and the purpose of Charles and Thompson's chapter is how do you know about yourself? How do you know yourself? And in their chapter, Charles and Thompson argue that our knowledge about what kind of person we and other people are results from abduction. It's an abductive pro uh, process rather than, say, in, uh, rather than resulting from, say, intuition, induction, or deduction. And more by implication, they also argue that um, the imputation of mental states to ourselves or others is a kind of abduction as well. At least this is kind of uh, implied in their argument. And this is because when we say, for example, that I am hungry or you are a brave person, we're not stating a general rule or a, a specific um, property. What we're doing is putting, so this is abductive, because what we're doing is putting ourselves or someone else in a category, which we tend to see as a cause. We tend to see categories as causal. So when we say that um, we look, uh, so for example, we say that we look for food because we're hungry. We confront a hostile enemy because we're brave and so on. So abduction gets us to this because or cause, which is um, really a category, a category of thing. All right. And I should note that uh, many people would argue that we are able to have direct intuitive or non-inferential knowledge of ourselves. And this is 
something that Peirce was contesting in his earliest writings, and it's something that Charles and Thompson are contesting in their chapter. So people argue that we can't be mistaken about the fact of our having thoughts. For example, thought, um, thought is itself, thought is itself knowledge of itself, you might say, this is a kind of intuition. And again, this is something C.S. Peirce attacked in uh, his earliest writings. Peirce argued that our knowledge of ourselves was inferential rather than intuitive, in the sense that we're always making guesses about ourselves based on various kinds of evidence. Uh, so, for example, if you want to say, I think, therefore I am, classic statement, I think, therefore I am, um, you're making a generalization. You're generalizing based on a prior abduction. In order to make the statement, I think, therefore I am, you had to have, um, you had to have previously categorized or abducted something you did as thinking based on some generalization about what thinking is. And I would say this, you had to learn from your society, right? You had to learn what thinking is, what to call thinking. You probably learned how to think and you also learned uh, what, uh, how to categorize something as thinking from your social experience, from your development in a particular community. So when you say, I think, therefore I am, you're already tangled up in inferences. And these inferences appear to go all the way down, like those damn turtles that people talk about. Inferences all the way down. Um, I mean, at least it's hard to say where they first begin, because you'd have to go back in your experience and uh, or observing the experience of an infant or something. And uh, it's quite difficult to know when they start uh, first start making inferences, uh, when they first start to generalize and so on. OK, so maybe you can start to see why knowledge about oneself is abductive, because you're making an inference about yourself from what you've observed about yourself. Uh, so when you ask a question like, what kind of person am I? You're trying to categorize yourself, put yourself in a category, make an abduction. So am I brave? Am I optimistic? Am I neurotic? Am I a deviant? Which are all different categories that you might abduct yourself into, so to speak. Um, so you're looking at, uh, you're looking at your behaviors in certain circumstances and at the generalizations available in your culture um, about what these categories mean, and you're abducting the category of person that you are. So for example, you might think, uh, yesterday I stood up to my boss and brave people stand up for themselves, therefore I am a brave person. Right? I'm in the category of brave people, I am brave. Uh, and we do the same thing to understand other people. You. I might say, you are always talking about good things that will happen in the future. Optimistic, you know, I, we have the generalization that optimistic people are people who think the future will be good. Therefore, you are optimistic. I'm categorizing you. I'm putting you in that category through abduction. Um, and we don't just do this for the hell of it, just for fun. We're explaining our behavior and thus we're trying to predict how we will act in the future. If I've categorized myself as being brave in a variety of situations, I'll expect myself to act brave in future situations. If I've observed you being optimistic in the past, I'll expect you to be optimistic in the future. Right? We're trying to get a feel for how things are going to happen. We're trying to predict our um, what's going to happen, predict our own behavior, so that life goes smoothly. 
but of course, these expectations are not always met, which is a big source of anxiety in human life. Some people call cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dis dissonance being, roughly speaking, when things don't seem to fit any anymore the categories you thought they fitted. And this brings us to the, the fact that abductions can be wrong, or at least uh, when seen from a later perspective or through the eyes of another observer, they can seem to be wrong. So we may draw the wrong inferences about the type of person we are. Uh, from our behavior so we might be drawing wrong inferences so we may filter our observations of our behavior through an inappropriate generalization so we may think we're being brave when we're just being rude or obtuse or whatever or we may be bad at observing the properties of our own behavior uh, my one of my favorite examples of this is what i call the presenter's illusion which is where you think you're speaking loudly and engagingly and being interesting when really no one can understand what you're saying, they can't hear you, everyone's getting bored and falling asleep. Um, so hopefully I'm not having the presenter's illusion now, but I apologize if I am. Um, abduction, so abduction is risky business. You, it can go wrong in many ways. Um, perhaps some people regard it as riskier than induction and deduction. I'm not totally convinced there's some logical reasons for this, but in practice, I'm not sure that's actually that abduction is uh, more risky than induction or deduction. Uh, I'll have to think about that. But And it's not at all clear whether we're better at abducing about ourselves than about others. Uh, and there's many examples in the psychological literature of this, and uh, psychological literature about this, about being mistaken about yourself. I can think of examples from my own life um, yeah, sometimes people are deficient in knowledge of themselves while others have a better view of them. I think I've also talked about this in other videos. Um, so Charles and Thompson mainly focus on inferences about what type of person you are or someone else is. But I think inferences about specific mental states are also abductions or so-called mental states. A mental state, after all, is essentially the type of person you are at the moment, rather than in general. So in general, you might be a brave person, and at the moment, well, you could also be a brave, feeling brave at this moment, but you might also be feeling very other thing, various other things. You might be a hungry person, right? Um, so if I say that I'm hungry, I'm abducing from something I have observed about myself. That's the kind of person that I am at the moment based on observations of how I'm feeling at the moment. So for perhaps I've noticed a certain lightheadedness, um, a certain feeling of emptiness, and I've learned to associate these feelings with the concept or the category of hunger. So of course, there may be other reasons for lightheadedness and these other kinds of feelings. So likewise, if I see someone looking through the cupboards and the fridge in the kitchen, I may abduce that they are hungry. Um, according, to, according to the generalization that when people are hungry, they look for food. Though, of course, people look for food for other reasons as well. It might be just looking to see if they we need to buy anything from the store or whatever. Looking for food for someone else. Uh, so it might be lots of reasons. Um, so to increase my certainty in each of these cases about myself or about the other person, I need to bring in a variety of evidence to strengthen my abduction. 
such as how long it's been since I've eaten or since the other person has eaten and other you know, matters of circumstance. And one can extend this logic to other supposed uh, mental states or emotions or thoughts or desires. As I mentioned earlier, to know that you are thinking, as opposed to just thinking, requires abduction. So thinking per se is not abductive, but knowing that you're thinking is abductive. Uh, well, Charles and uh, Thompson do discuss some other matters in their chapters, such as the pragmatic maxim, which I've also discussed in other videos, and Peirce's definition of belief. And these things are worth knowing about as well. But today, I just wanted to focus on abduction, since in my view, it's not very well understood, but is very important. Hopefully, this explanation has been helpful, um, help, uh, helpful to you and helps you understand what you're doing when you're thinking about what kind of person you are and or someone else is what kind of person someone else is there's a lot more to say about abduction of course especially its role in science which has been much discussed as well as in other domains but this is all i want to deal with today so thanks for listening and bye for now